Hello, and welcome to the Friday Night Author Roundtable. I'm your host, Chris Baker, and during the next half hour, we'll be speaking with several very talented authors about their newly released books, what their inspiration was for creating their unique stories, and why it would be a great book to read and share with your friends and family. With cancer being so prevalent today, uh, many people and families uh, dealing with that, uh, this next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable is going to be a book of faith and hope uh, in the, the face of this, this horrible disease and through any trial, I think. Uh, the book is called From Death to Life, My Journey Through Cancer by author Bud Kolstad and Jill Cromwell from Christian Faith Publishing. Of course, we have Bud on the phone. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Yes, thank you. It's good to be on. Now, now tell everybody uh, a little bit about this book you've written. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory uh, from death to life. Um, I died twice with cancer, and the Lord brought me back uh, through a miracle, and it was obviously a miracle. Now, what inspired you to write this and tell your story? Um, was it difficult to do that, and what made you decide to do this? Uh, the Lord told me to do it while I was in the hospital. I knew that um, that I was supposed to do it. It took me three years to really be inspired to uh, to write the book. So once I got going, uh, it took off. Now I've got to imagine this is like I said. You know, I, I've had so many people in my life personally that that have had cancer or families that have loved ones with cancer. Uh, and I think a lot of people around the world are, are, are like that. So I, I have to imagine this is the kind of a book that really anybody can pick up, and uh, whether you've dealt with cancer or not, uh, and and learn something from uh, from your experience. Is that kind of what you had in mind? Yes, absolutely. I number one, somebody coming back from death to life is always interesting to people, and then it being cancer that caused it. Every person that I know either has somebody that they know that has had cancer or has cancer, or they themselves have had cancer. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to get this book published and, and to get your story out there? Oh, it was really easy. Allie was my representative, and uh, she answered every question I had specifically. She walked me through every, every area of the process and at times I would call and she would be the one that would answer the phone as a matter of fact and that was my kind of representative. Now when people read this book uh, From Death to Life what do you hope is the most important message that they get from reading this book and about your story? What I would like for people to get out of it is no matter what trauma they're going through at the time that God is there for them and that God has a reason. Uh, he's got a purpose for them out of it. He may not have caused it, but it doesn't matter because he still has a purpose. In my case, it was a purpose of a spiritual growth, and I think that's exactly what he has for every person going through whatever trauma they're going through. Yeah, whether it's whether it's cancer, whether it's other uh, trials and tribulations, or or just you know the the fascination with with miracles, I think this book has a little something for everybody, and everybody's going to gain some some hope and, and faith from this book. The book is called "From Death to Life: 
My Journey Through Cancer by author Bud Kolstad and Jill Cromwell from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores. Those are just a, a few of the locations. And Bud, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, I'm, I'm really interested to find out more about. Uh, of course, uh, uh, the book is called Faith is Living in the Age of Grace by author Don Latoria Lacoste from Christian Faith Publishing. Uh, Don, thank you for being on the show. Hey, Chris. Great to be on it. Now, tell everybody uh, a little about your book. Sure, Chris. It's a book that views the philosophy of grace as the foundation for our righteousness. The philosophy we accept as has everything to do with what enters our minds, and whatever is in our mind eventually enters into our hearts and our belief systems. This book is adamant that we were made righteous by the sacrifice of the blood and body of Jesus, not by religious works. Now, what inspired you to write this? Where did it all begin? Well, you know, Chris, uh, the Jesus sacrifices is enough. What inspired me to write this book, you know, it was definitely inspired by compassion for the many people who really don't understand the gift God gave us. Chris, we as people have a faithfulness problem, and according to the law, under the law, unless you're faithful to do all the law, you can't prosper. So people pick and choose which is a greater sin or lesser sin, but all sin is sin, so everybody in the house got issues. So I was inspired to talk about living under the love and grace of God, and I hope that this book will aid countless of others better understand that Jesus is the root of all righteousness, and he gave us his root for our sake. Hopefully this book will engage churches and cause a paradigm shift and, and understand it that there's no need for a mixture of laws as if Jesus' broken body and the blood that he shed isn't enough. I was inspired to write about the champion we have in Jesus to remind people that Jesus doesn't have a faith in this problem. And what he did is the grace that is the sufficient for us all. We should be reclining and resting in the Word, not falling from the grace of God when we're overwhelmed by our own sin. I hope this book inspires and ignites in oneself and believe that Jesus is the appropriation for sin, is the cover for sin, the mercy seat is the seed that came. The scripture tells us that the law will only be into place until the seed comes. So now real Christians, we write into the presence of God on what Jesus did for us instead of ineffective religious works. So the book tells the readers three things, Chris. One, when God sees a Christian, he sees Jesus, a righteous man who has no need for the law. Two, the book tells that the law can only show you what's wrong with you. It can't help you. And three, it tells the reader that under the new covenant of grace, you only have to believe your righteousness that you were delivered into. And I hope that this book inspires real faith, which is holding on to your belief that you were made righteous and holy in spite of your behavior. It is the free gift that God gave us and the last sacrifice of the body of Christ and believing eventually you will bear the fruit of what you are in the process of becoming. Now, is this something you'd like to do again? Maybe a, a follow-up to this or another book down the road? Yeah, I do have a couple of books. There, uh, I have a couple of fictional books, a couple of nonfiction, and I have a sci-fi. Oh, excellent. Now, now this book, uh, Faith is Living in the Age of Grace, when people do read this, what do you hope is the most important message they get? I hope they get the message that Jesus sacrifices enough. I just love talking about what he did for us. The book implies that obedience to grace is the tangible instrument that will bring forth the fruit of righteousness in us over obedience to the law. I mean, Chris, to obey simply means whatever you hearken to, whatever you listen to, and whatever you believe. And, you know, I just 
just want this book message to address mankind's faithfulness problem. We can't keep the perfect law. We just can't keep it. The book purposefully downplays the fact that we can't keep the law, and it emphasizes instead a more simple thought taken from Hebrews chapter 10. In accordance with the will of God, we have been made holy. We have been consecrated and sanctified through the offering made once for all in the body of Jesus Christ. So because of his body, we're made righteous. It's not because of religious work. And it will really take a lot of load off of uh, people's chest when they understand that they are righteous. If they can just believe and walk in that pattern of believing that they're righteous in spite of their behavior, I think that God will be able to work with us and through us, through our spirit. The book is called Faith is Living in the Age of Grace by author Don Latoria Lacoste from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores. Those are just a few of the locations. And Don, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you, Chris, for having me. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, I think poetry and other works like that are a great window into the the world of the the author. And this next book is uh, that and a whole lot more and offers a lot of hope, I believe. The book is called My Puzzle Pieces in Poetry by author Donnie Lehman from Christian Faith Publishing. Donnie, thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much, sir. Glad to be here. Tell everybody a, a little bit about this collection you've got. This collection spans uh, several years of my life, uh, uh, different segments of my life, and it's just uh, snippets in time of, of just a thought process that has developed and, and evolved throughout uh, the 62 years that I've been on this planet, sir. Now, what inspired you to take uh, you know these works that you've collected over the years and, and put them into a book and share this? Well, I thought that some of the works were worthwhile and I and I just it's just things that I thought that I would like to share with people to me poetry is liquid emotion and you and you you know it's like any other artistic work and and I just wanted to put that out there and and, and let people view it and read it and just uh, invoke a thought process so that um, uh, you know maybe would strike up a conversation about the world and life and and just um, who everybody is in this world. Now, with, of course, without giving too much away, can you kind of go over like maybe some of the, the subject matter that you write about in your poetry? Well, it, it's a lot about where I was as a person in a given time, and the, and the poetry reflects those, those personal thoughts. Uh, it's like some of it good, some of it not so good. It's, it's raw, and it's real, and it, um, it reflects who I was as a person at any given time. And I just wanted to put that out there and, and to show that in the end, that it does all work out. And, and regardless of, of where anybody is, they can be successful in whatever they want to do. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to be able to share this collection? They were actually really good to work with. They, you know, had a great deal of patience, uh, and I enjoyed the process completely. It was just a thrill to, to, you know, as an author to see this in print. And uh, right now we're working on uh, another book. Hopefully within a year we'll put that out there, you know, and and just, you know, and it's a continuation of a, of a process. So, yeah, it was it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. If you could say you have a target reader that you're trying to reach with this book, uh, who do you think that would be? I would like to reach people that want to develop an intellectual conversation about the world and and uh, their thoughts and and who they really are, you know. Because over time, you've had a lot of a lot of authors that have been very intellectual, uh, Henry David Thoreau, uh, you know, Anne Rand, uh, people like that. 
and Edgar Allan Poe, I'm a huge fan of his. And I want people to, to read my work and, and to, to digest it in a way that they find is not only entertaining, but thought-provoking, and to just develop a conversation with that. If you could say there was then maybe an overall message uh, that the readers get from this, like a you know an overarching message uh, that the book has, what do you think that would be, if, if there is one? To me, it's it's a little bit uh, in the, on the on the dark side in some ways. Some of it is, but it's it's kind of like the good versus evil kind of a thing. And love does win in the end. So I want people to read this and think. I want people to read this and and wonder who wrote this, why they write this, what are, what are emotions are they looking to invoke in in a personal conversation. Well, I think this is an uh, exciting book for me because I'm a, a huge fan of poetry myself, and uh, I, you know, I like things that uh, that are thought provoking. And uh, like you said, you know, it has a, a positive message in the end through all the darkness that love does uh, win overall. And I think everyone should pick up a copy. The book is called "My Puzzle Pieces in Poetry" by author Donnie Lehman from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes and Noble, iTunes online, as well as at the brick and mortar stores. And Donnie, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you very much, sir. I just It's been a pleasure and a privilege. All of it has. Thank you. In this day and age, it's its sad to hear about stories of abuse, and there's far too many, but I think this next book is going to gain some understanding and even shed a little light and a little hope for those that are going through abuse. The book is called I'm Tired of Living Dead, Domestic Violence, A Silent Killer by author Nadine Williams from Christian Faith Publishing. Nadine, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Now, tell everybody a, a bit about your book. Well, again, that title is I'm Tired of Living Dead, Domestic Violence, A Silent Killer. And this book is about memoirs of my life as a survivor of domestic violence and how to be able to change that, how to really understand and be able to understand that you really can come out of this. Now, what inspired you to, to write this book and tell your story? And was it was it difficult to, to recount, you know, the, the abuse of your past? Um, there were times when it was difficult, but at the same time, um, you know, it wasn't so much a person as it was a need. And I realized that there was a need for people to know that domestic violence is not okay. And the, the thing about domestic violence is it wants to be hushed. It wants to be kept from other people knowing. And if there's not a physical evidence sometimes people don't realize what we're going through now if you could say uh you have a target reader for this i think i mean i'm i'm a, i'm sure that anybody who's who's gone through uh, abuse or, or domestic violence uh can relate to this and will gain something from it but is it even something where even if you haven't it's really going to educate a lot of people is this really a book that anybody can pick up and learn a lot from Absolutely, because, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, targeting people like myself, of course, but, and then I also want to make sure that people that know about people that have, a, that, that have encountered people, you know, that have domestic violence situations, as well as someone that's currently in it right now, because I want to be that voice of reason to, to tell people and educate people that domestic violence has a silence about it. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to publish this book and get this message out there? Well, you know, I was uneducated when it came to publishing. So to have a company that had the passion and the understanding that I had for my book, I mean, because when I did that initial interview with them, they were so on board. And within three to four days, I had an answer. I thought that was phenomenal. 
Now, are we going to see uh, maybe another book down the road from you? Maybe a follow up to this or, or something else? Do you have? We definitely will. Oh, Absolutely. Nice. Now, what what can we expect down the road? Do you have anything uh, set right now, or, or or can you can give us a little hint to where you're where you're heading towards? Well, the next part will be about after the life and survival of domestic violence. Where do we? Where can we go from here? So it'll be, again, it'll be an educational process as well. Oh, excellent. Well, we look forward to that. Now, this book, uh, I'm Tired of Living Dead. When people do read it, what do you hope is the most important message that they get from this book? You know, the, the sharing of my story is to help that person who either is now facing or have faced this silent killer known as domestic violence. And I just want people to understand, I didn't write the book because I just wanted to write. I wrote the book because of the passion that I have for the fact that domestic violence is not okay. It's just not okay. It's just not. Well, I tell you what, it's brave of you to tell your story. And like you said, I like how you put it that domestic violence wants you to to keep it quiet and not say anything and and for you to tell your story and I, I think it's going to encourage other people to tell their story and like you said uh, because it's not okay and I think people are going to be truly blessed for reading this book the book is called I'm Tired of Living Dead Domestic Violence A Silent Killer by author Nadine Williams from Christian Faith Publishing get your copy today Amazon.com Barnes & Noble iTunes online as well as at the brick and mortar stores those are just a few of the locations and Nadine thank you for being on the show oh it was a pleasure thank you Chris for anyone who's ever had difficult really expressing uh, their witness to others. I, I think this next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable is going to be perfect for you. The book is called It's a Matter of Life and Death, The Christian's Handbook on How to Witness to the Dead by author Charles Allen Logan from Christian Faith Publishing. Charles, thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Now tell everybody a, a little about your book. Now, Chris, the importance of this book rests in our understanding of life and death. Life and death to many means only a visual understanding well, ignorance to God's meaning of life and death has eternal consequences. This book tries to make it simple and make an impact on the reader that would bring about salvation or help the believer share the grace of God to whoever opens their heart to life-giving truths found in the Scriptures. Chris, there is no other subject more important or more needed than the message of the Gospel. Chris, we are either dying or living. I pray this book will make it clear what type of existence we are experiencing. In John 5, 24, we read, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believe on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. The Greek word for death is thanatos. In the verse just quoted, this Greek word is used for death and means separation. Our sins have separated us from God. Death is the opposite of life. It never denotes non-existence. As life is conscious existence in communion with God, so death is conscious existence in separation from God. Life is always eternal, and death can be as well. Merriam-Webster's dictionary definition of death falls short in that our existence is not subject to the temporal physical, but our existence is rooted in an eternal destination that is determined by our personal choice while we journey in the physical. Chris, in this book, we will look at some of the evidences that proves the Bible is truly the Word of God and then declare what God's Word has to say about the condition of mankind and God's miracle-changing sacrifice that makes it possible for a holy union with Almighty God and 
how our faith can open the gates of the blessings of God. Chris, faith is the energy that brings reality to your relationship with Almighty God. And finally, Chris, this book will paint a picture of what we've just stated, and prayerfully, a glorious masterpiece will be the result. Save souls. That's basically what my book's about, Chris. How was it uh, in the publishing process, working with Christian Faith Publishing? Did they make it easy for you? Yes, very much so. And I do appreciate it, and I, I think uh, I want to thank Christian Faith Publishing Company for helping me put this book together. What is the overall message, the most important message uh, that the reader gets from this book? What, what would that be? I guess the uh, most important message is I think people need to know about Jesus Christ and what he means, what he would mean to them about the future of their existence. Everyone born in this world is going to live for an eternity. And there's two choices. There's eternity in heaven and eternity in hell. There's no such a thing as annihilation. We're all going to live forever. And we have to make that decision, whether to accept Jesus Christ and live forever with Him, or deny that Jesus Christ is truly the Son of God. And by so doing, we're going to experience eternal in a place called hell. And that's what we don't want for anybody to experience. The book is called It's a Matter of Life and Death, the Christian's Handbook on How to Witness to the Dead by author Charles Allen Logan from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone to pick up your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes online, as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores, just a few of the locations. And Charles, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, uh, an interesting book, and I think it's really going to help people to to see the the perfect plan God has for them, and it's going to be a great resource for for helping in that. The book is called The Power of a Vision by author Mike E. Newberry from Christian Faith Publishing. Mike, thank you for being on the show. Hey, thank you, Chris. It's a joy to be here. Now, tell everybody a, a little about your book. Well, as you said, it's entitled The Power of a Vision. And what I began to notice in studying the Bible is how the characters all had a vision of some kind that motivated them and pushed them and caused them to order their lives in the way that they did. For example, Noah had a vision of judgment. God spoke to him and told him what he would do. And as a result, Noah saw with 20-20 clarity what was coming. And because of that vision, he ordered his day-to-day existence. So I, I feel the need often to tell people that we need to be able to pick ourselves up out of the moment and throw our eyes 10 miles down the road. We need to do that because so often the present is discouraging, and uh, and we need that vision to keep us hopeful. Now, what inspired you uh, to take this and put it into a book? Well, uh, you know, I've been pastoring and preaching now for about 36 years, <laughs> and so I just, like I said, I just began to, to notice this reoccurring theme in the characters of the Bible. And God's been dealing with me for quite some time to uh, to, to write. So I uh, finally just felt you know, the pressure of God's will on my life and just sat down and started writing. And before I know it, the Lord had poured this book out. So I give him all the praise. Now, I have to imagine if you're, you're talking about a target audience, this really is the kind of a book that anyone really uh, needs to pick up and learn from. Is that kind of what you had in in mind uh, when you started writing this is the book that anyone is going to gain a lot from uh, yes sir I, I i do think so i mean i i, I wrote it especially to uh, to christians but uh i have a degree in in counseling and i've worked with for counseling agencies but and uh, i've often asked questions of even lost people about the vision they have for their future so even though i've written it for christians i feel the whole concept of having a vision for your life something that I think will will speak to a larger audience. 
Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to be able to put this book together and, and get it published and, and, and to be able to share this message? It has been a wonderful experience. One of the things I, I battled with through the course of, of writing was my own insecurities and you know, constantly thinking that you know, I'm going to write all of this and, and it's just going to sit in the shelf. And, and so uh, when I finally got my nerve up to throw it out there, Christian Faith Publishing took it and said they'd publish it. And it's, it's just been a, a wonderful experience working with them. Now, might you uh, have another book down the road? Uh, has, has the bug bitten you? You want to maybe do this again sometime in the future? Getting this book published has, has, has really kind of released that inspiration that is inside of me. And I'm actually working right now on a second uh, power of the vision, going through several more of the Bible characters. So I've got you know several, several thoughts and uh, ideas for future books. Oh, excellent. Well, we look forward to more from you in the future. Now, now this book, The, the Power of a Vision, uh, when people read this, what do you hope is the most important message that comes across uh, through this book? When we only look at what's going on presently in our lives, a lot of times it can be very depressing and very discouraging. You know, I really believe that if the devil had his way, he would lock us in that moment and we wouldn't have any hope things ever changing. So I hope this book inspires people to pick themselves up out of the moment that they're in and see 10 miles down the road at the better things that God has for them. Well, hope is such a, a powerful thing, and, and God wants us to have hope for our future. And I think it, it all starts with a vision, and uh, I think this is going to help a lot of people see that. The book is called The Power of a Vision by author Mike E. Newberry from Christian Faith Publishing. Pick up your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online at the brick-and-mortar stores. Those are just a, a few of the locations. And Mike, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Chris. I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining us for the Friday Night Author Roundtable. We'll be back next week with another great group of talented authors to discuss their books, their process, and their accomplishments. Have a great weekend, everyone.